0: Welcome, everyone, to another edition of Up the Ladder Podcast. I am Dr. Endel with Westerville Chiropractic and Nutrition. And each month, it is my goal to inspire you and take a deeper dive into a health topic that I think is going to push you up the ladder of health. Today, we're going to be talking about mobility Um, and specifically... A little bit about what it is but more importantly how you can measure it yourself. I'm going to go through a couple of things that we do in the office to measure people's mobility so we get an idea where we're starting at. So I'm going to go through four points that you can improve your mobility because it's so vital to your overall health today. And so number one, number one point is to find your faults. Okay you can't track or improve something that you're not measuring. And so there are three exercises that I would highly, highly encourage you to video either yourself videotape them uh, of yourself doing them or have somebody else videotape them doing of you. Have someone else take a videotape of you doing them uh, so that you can get an idea and you can see yourself. So often as we're doing an exercise, we think this looks good. This feels good. But if you actually look at yourself on video, you can see that you are, you know, not getting the correct range of motions. You're not getting the right angles and you're setting yourself up for injury and um, you're not maximizing the benefits of doing a lot of the exercises in the first place. And so number one movement that I would recommend you doing is um, shoulder mobility test. And so I'm, I'm not going to do a lot of demonstration on this uh, on the podcast because it's hard to demonstrate uh, on audio. But what I will be doing that you can be on the lookout for is I'm going to break all of these up into shorter bite-sized videos which will be up on our YouTube page, as well as our Facebook and probably Instagram pages. So be on the lookout for those. So I'm going to talk you through a lot of these um, and be on the lookout for the video editions of them coming up shortly. So the uh, first one is shoulder mobility. Essentially you're going to make a fist with each hand. You're going to take one arm over your back, you know, like you're scratching your back. You're going to take the other one um, around your back the other way. Um, So it's going to look, if you are watching on a video, something like this, you're going to do the opposite side as well. And you want to measure how close you can get your hands together while keeping them in a fist. That tells you a lot, you're going to be surprised at, wow, one side is maybe a lot more tighter than the other side, and you should be able to get those within a fist length of each other. If not, then you've got some shoulder mobility issues, which is so, so common, especially right now. Everyone is at home working, and we're set up in horrible workstations on your couch, at your kitchen table, at your bar and uh, no one's in the right chairs, no one's got the correct height for anything and that's been going on for pretty much a year now. And so that leads to a lot of shoulder, neck, upper back issues. And so this is a great mobility test to begin to demonstrate um, and see where you're stacking up on those areas. Um, For each hand width that you're apart, you you wanna, like I said, track and measure. You wanna do this test Work on some shoulder mobility tests that um, we'll go through today or that um, I'm happy to offer and and give you. And then, you know, retest in in 30 or 60 days and and those should be closer. If not, then you need to take a deeper dive into um, what you're doing and and what's going on there. Um, The second mobility test that you should record yourself doing is a squat. And so ideally your arms would be straight up in the air. You, your um, feet and hips are shoulder width apart, keeping your feet flat on the floor, you come down into a squat as low as you can. And you are gonna be amazed at how many different things that you can pick up if you are looking at yourself from the front and also from the side while you do a squat. What are your knees doing? Are they collapsing in? Are you just completely falling forward? Um, are you able to keep your shoulders up? Uh, this is one of the, the biggest, most important tests that I do with pretty much every new patient that comes into the office, as long as they can do a squat, is we take beginning measurements of where someone is starting at on a squat test because we see the entire system from feet and ankles all the way up to what their head and neck is doing, their shoulders, or mid-back, lower back, hips, knees. Um, like I said, feet and ankles, which is the foundation of a lot of this. and we can begin picking apart why someone may be having lower back issues and and how that's connected to the feet and ankles or um, head and neck problems could be causing, you know, just a slew of other types of issues. So I love the squat test. If I had to pick a one, it would be the squat test. Now, I'm not suggesting that you try to necessarily diagnose um, certain, you know, underlying issues or injuries that you've got um, on your own by doing a squat test, certainly you can, um, but at least you can get a a sense of, again, where you're starting at, what you start to notice by looking at yourself. I think knowledge is super important. Being able to identify for yourself how you feel and how you look, making that connection um, is is absolutely vital. The third one is doing a push-up. And recording it because I guarantee you a a large majority of you are going to get into a push-up position you know go down and 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 try to do a push-up and you feel like you're straight but actually your butt butt is sticking up in the air or you're you know you're really arching your lower back Um, you know there's again a a handful of different things that you can really pick up uh, predominantly core stability wise, glute wise, and between your shoulders, what could be happening um, that would improve um, overall mobility. And again, as you start to work through more stretching and more mobility moves, those should, things should start to improve and increase. So the first step is just getting an idea. Um, if you do this and you really have absolutely no idea what you're looking for, Uh, and you you want some help with that, I'm happy to connect with you over a Zoom call or in the office. We can do these tests for you. We can even record them on your phone and I'll walk you through what I see on them. And then we've got some amazing um, cheat sheets that you know, we can circle you know, what patterns that you are showing and then what that means as far as the it means these muscles are weak and these muscles are too tight and then we start to build a program around correcting and balancing those. And so, as you look at these uh, types of problems or these three tests, typically what I'm then grouping people into is, you know, do you have a, what's called an upper cross syndrome? Do you have what's called a lower cross syndrome? And that's probably a, um, a whole again a whole another video or another podcast is just looking at those two things, but. Upper cross is, is the classic, my head is forward, my shoulders are rounded. Um, you're gonna see a lot of tightness in the chest and in the, the trap area at the top of your shoulders. You're gonna see weakness between your shoulder blades, which, which is allowing those shoulder blades to begin to move forward. And so that's the upper cross. Lower cross, y- you typically see where the, the hips will begin to kind of round forward People will lean and arch their back a little bit. Um, predominantly that's gonna be a weakness in your, in your abs, a weakness in your glutes and hamstrings. Your lower back is going to be tight and the front of your legs, the hip flexors, the quads, the what's called a psoas muscle, will typically then be too tight. And that leads to a lot of lower back and um, lower back issues, lower back pain, hip problems down the road. And so, you know, as I'm doing these screening tests, what, as a chiropractor, what I'm really focused on is where do we see joint restrictions at? What joints aren't getting those full ranges of motion? And then what, what, what is that, what kind of pattern imbalance balance um, muscularly is that um, relaying? And then, you know, we start to work backwards from there because if we can correct, we can restore joint, joint mobility If we can correct these bad patterns, you know, the muscles that are too tight, the muscles that are too weak. uh, If we do those two things, then we should um, see um, significant and dramatic improvements in how you're feeling and how you're performing. So number one is find out where you're starting at. Number two, and again, this is going to be a whole nother video because this is vitally, vitally important if you're doing any kind of lifting exercises. But it's crucial for proper posture, for proper sitting, for proper standing. Um, uh, another thing that we do when people come into the office is uh, look at, at posture tests. So I'll take posture pictures from the front and from the side, and we'll measure how far forward the head is over your shoulders and what and how much weight that is putting on your spine and, and on your shoulders. But but the next thing you want to look at is be able to find neutral what what is a neutral standing or a neutral sitting posture look like and feel like and so um, we're going to be going over some you know uh, again with another video some deeper diving into what um, neutral really means but often what it looks like is is tight muscles or there's an immobility in a joint um, This joint in immobility causes adhesions and so you're not getting um, proper um, You're not able to get full ranges of motion um, We're looking for good total movement mechanics uh, As you try to move your joint and you're putting stress in specific areas um, you're probably so, so as, a, as a joint is if you're not getting proper motion in a joint, your body tries to protect that by tightening an area up. So oftentimes, when you see a, a muscle imbalance, uh, when you see when you have really really tight upper back muscles or or really tight really tight um, muscles between your shoulder blades, there's a couple of reasons that that's going to be happening. Number one is the joints aren't getting full ranges of motion, so you're putting more stress on those muscles. The second one is. The muscles are um, could be weak um, oftentimes we'll say that a weak muscle or a tight muscle is a weak muscle and so um, if you are not getting those proper ranges of motion your body is trying to protect that area um, and so classic example is if you're doing a squat and you get to a certain point in that squat you start bending forward Right, we're seeing all three of those all, all three of those issues. You're not getting the correct joint range of motions, and so your hips aren't getting you know, you're not getting deep enough in your hips, and so you're leaning forward in your lower back. Your lower back your lower back muscles are tightening um, for two reasons. Number one, it could they could be weak. Number two, they're trying to limit, they're trying to prevent you from injuring your back and so they're clenching down to stabilize that area and prevent you from doing damage to a joint and so if you are in if you are able to find this correct neutral posture before you begin an exercise or while you're doing something for an extended period of time like sitting all day at your desk you know if you're able to take a break (coughs) excuse me and find that neutral position through the day it takes a tremendous amount of stress off the muscles and the joints uh, over a long period of time, and so finding neutral is 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 extremely extremely important, and it doesn't feel natural to start with, and so um, there's a phenomenal book called uh, Supple Leopard or How to Be a Supple Leopard um, that I highly recommend. It, it's a phenomenal mobilization book. It's, it's Pretty, looks like a textbook, but it's actually a, a prescription for um, you know anybody to begin to work through injuries and work through um, just a preventative maintenance program on stretching and mobilization. Um, Kelly Starrett, I think I'm pronouncing his name correctly, is um, the author of that book. I highly recommend it. And he, he does a phenomenal job at showing pictures of what finding this neutral looks like. So step one of that, finding neutral as you're standing, is what he describes as screwing your feet into the ground. And so oftentimes when people, when we have people just stand naturally, and normally in place, their feet will be turned outwards, their arches will collapse in, um, which ultimately then brings the knees more towards the middle and then also your hips will start to come forward that's most people's natural and normal posture and that's why we see so much issues with the way people squat and causing issues with knees hips lower back problems so the doing the opposite of that where you're basically start beginning to you know kind of you know not actually moving your foot but adding torque to your feet um, in an outward position um, the knees in an outward position um, and really focus on you know centering your feet so they are planted into the ground firmly the second thing would be to squeeze your butt when you squeeze your butt you then bring your pelvis back to a neutral position and as you do it you'll be able to feel yourself wow my hips actually begin to come backwards third one would be to take a deep breath in through your diaphragm so you're going to take a deep breath but you're not going to breathe from your chest you're going to breathe through your belly and as you take a deep breath in through your belly you want to bring your rib cage back over your diaphragm and um balance your ribcage over your pelvis, and tighten your belly. As you do that, you're going to um, correct the the posture of the slouched shoulders. And then as you start to bring your your ears back over your shoulders, that is what a neutral position and posture looks like. And for some people you can't get there because physically um, you've been in such a hunched forward posture and position for so long. But the more that Yui can practice getting you in what would be that normal position, the better. Um, for people who have a lot of arthritis or degeneration in the neck, upper back or or you know anywhere in the spine, and they're having trouble reaching this. oftentimes I'll also have them do the same sort of ish the same sort of motions, but laying flat on the ground. And so now you're not having to work as hard with on gravity and some of these tight muscles. Um, to begin that all now obviously you're not going to be able to ink your feet into the ground if you're laying down But the rest of what's happening with your pelvis your shoulders and your neck and your upper back um, You can begin to do also laying down Which may also take some stress if you're having any type of injuries or or problems right there So again, this is very hard to, to describe over audio all over a podcast Um, so be sure to be on the lookout for our YouTube channel or Facebook, um, where I'll be diving, um, and visually showing you how to find what was a, a a correct neutral posture as you're sitting and, and as you're standing. The third aspect of mobility that you may not have in mind is breathing correctly, breath is really the foundation for uh, most of your movement patterns, because you know pretty much any motion that you're performing should actually start start in the deep pelvis inside the deep core muscles, and then those patterns start to come out. And if you are not engaged correctly with the diaphragm, with your deep pelvic uh, and core muscles then a lot of these, that's where a lot of these patterns and again, ultimately injuries and deterioration and degeneration of joints and spine really stems back from the beginning. If you take a look back from the the, the root cause of a lot of these issues, it's going to be people not in a neutral position, which we talked about just a second ago, and then not having a correct breathing pattern. And so there's a, a, a lot of different muscles that you're not aware of that are affected as you're breathing. Um, diaphragm, of course, your scaling, which is your neck muscles, your deep pelvic floor muscles, actually deep, <coughs> excuse me, deep spine muscles um, in the back are also responsible for opening up and, and helping the diaphragm and, and the ribcage expand as you're breathing. And so... A quick test to be able to tell if you're breathing correctly is to lay flat on the floor or flat on your bed you take a you put a one hand on your belly one hand on your chest you take a deep breath in and you see which hand is moving in which direction for a majority of people i think i think only 12 percent of people actually breathe breathe correctly uh in the united states so for a majority of people what's going to happen is the hand that's on your chest is going to raise first and maybe the, the, the stomach will start to raise a little bit um, but predominantly most of it's going to be coming through your chest and so you're going to be doing what's called clavicle breathing or chest breathing and um, that leads to you know n- not being able to get a full inhalation in the lungs which is n- not healthy or not good but it also leads to again. Poor posture, hunched—you know, being hunched forward, um, not engaging and not um, balancing both parts of your nervous system. So your sympathetic and your parasympathetic parts of your nervous system are deeply connected to breath, and that's why doing breath work is vital for um, reducing stress and anxiety. <coughs> Excuse me, because. If you're doing this deep abdominal breath work you're stimulating the diaphragm which promotes the parasympathetic part of your nervous system uh, which is going to combat the stress and anxiety uh, sympathetic part of your nervous system and so taking a look at again as I'm breathing where am I breathing from and then again just reverse engineering that what that looks like doing would be um, sitting or standing and putting a hand on your chest and your abdomen and just taking 20 deep breaths in, really focused on making sure that the abdomen and, um, it is expanding not just in the front but almost like a barrel on the sides as well. So if you put your hands on your hip and then you take a deep breath in, you should feel your whole hand coming out, not just the front of your belly, but you want to expand from your abdomen in all directions. If you're doing that then you are stimulating the diaphragm in the correct way and you're able to get all the benefits of improving um, mobility, improving the deep core and and pelvis muscles. You're getting the benefit of balancing out your nervous systems. There's so many positive benefits that happen from just doing some additional breathing exercises and focus on abdominal breathing. Um, I really can't overstress this enough. Most people don't do it because it sounds too simple, but sometimes it's the simple things that make the biggest difference for us. I've been really focused on that, that um, br- you know, breathing exercises and, and doing some work in this space. The end of last year, beginning of this year, I got turned onto a really amazing book called Heart, Breath, Mind. Uh, I forget the author, but she... She talks in much more detail and in-depth about this concept of how your breath is connected to mental clarity, stress and anxiety, emotions, emotional health, and um, also something called HRV, which is heart rate variability. Heart rate variability is deeply connected to... Longevity and is a a phenomenal predictor of overall health and so She um, outlines I believe it's a nine or ten week program that is in this book Where you can improve your breath work? Which is going to balance out your nervous systems and ultimately significantly improve that HRV and so I've been incorporating this this breath work as much as I can into my training into my know daily routines as much as possible Um, i use a a heart rate chest strap as i'm doing this um, and then connecting it to an app called elite hrv Um, you can sync those two things up and in real time see what your heart rate variability is as well as just your heart rate and you can see as you do a 15 or 20 minute breathing exercises what happens to that heart rate and your Heart rate variability um, and how that improves so it will improve it should improve through the 15 or 20 minute session but also as you're doing you know consecutive sessions you'll see that improving over the course of you know weeks Um, I can't speak highly enough there she speaks on something called resonance breathing which is breathing in through your nose and out through your mouth at certain um, Frequencies, so for instance what I typically do is is um, in to a count of four and out to a count of six What I love <coughs> Again about this app is I'll put my headphones in um, I'll, I'll put in how often or how long I want to do my breath work for so 15 or 20 minutes and Then you can set it up so that it tells you when to breathe in and out so I'm not having to count in my head And then think of 10 other things and and figure out you know keep my mind in in gear and try to remember was i breathing in or out Um, you just listen to the app it tells you when to breathe in tells you when to breathe out Um, it's deeply deeply relaxing and there's so many health benefits from it and most people don't understand how deeply connected breath work is to mobility and so the third point that I want to get across today is making sure you're doing abdominal breathing and you're not stuck in chest breathing mode. And so the last bit of this, um, the last pointer for you for increasing your mobility um, is really to develop a plan. And so it's uh, a big factor in developing a plan is obviously making sure that you're doing the the mobility moves correctly and by mobility i don't just mean doing stretching um sometimes a lot of times um, it it is stretching but it's also using a foam roller using tennis balls using different types of tools to um, uh, lengthen muscles and and ultimately improve range of motions and what you're able the mobility that you're able to have in specific joints or areas of the body and so you want to build a systemic approach a systematic and a systemic meaning you don't want to do the same five stretches for the same five muscles all the time and that's all you do you know, you stretch your hamstrings, and you know you do these one um, hip exercises, and you do that every day, or you do it several times a week for the year, right? Like that's not a good way at building a program that's that's meant to improve. It's a great way to just check something off your list each day or each week, but it's not a great way to actually improve your overall health and mobility, and so. What I would recommend doing is 10 to 15 minutes either every day or every other day um, or at least three or four times a week and rotate around what body parts you're doing. You should be doing mobility and, and stretching and muscle work on your feet. You should be doing it on your calves. You should be doing it on the inside of your legs. You should be doing it on the front of the legs, the back of the legs, your hips. right? All of those areas, there are different stretches, different mobility moves, different ways to use a foam roller, different ways to use a, a tennis ball. And there's phenomenal books. Like I said, um, Becoming a Supple Leopard is, is probably the best. Um, I'm sure there's some exercises and in, in, um Videos. YouTube's a phenomenal way to to mix it up. Um, In fact, I've got a DVD um, that I put together with an exercise um, instructor in the area where I walk you through every body part head, neck, shoulders, middle back, lower back, hips, you know, all the areas. I want to say there's like 19 different areas that we discuss and cover and um, how to use tennis balls how to use a foam roller how to use bands um, the great stretches for these areas and so I have it all on in on a DVD um, that you can just click on the body part and move through it Uh, I'm in if anyone uh, reaches out calls into the office emails I'm happy to just send that DVD if you'll pay if you're not around here um, if you just pay for shipping, I'll send you that DVD um, so you can take a look at it and start to implement these um, ideas while supplies last. I probably have, I don't know, 15 sitting at the office right now. So if you're interested in one of those, mention this, reach out to us. Um, I'm happy to hook you up with that DVD. Otherwise, there's a lot of other great resources out there and I'm happy to point you in the right direction. Um, the last. The last tidbit I would recommend would be to anchor this mobility to something you're already doing. The easiest way to make it a habit is to anchor it to to something else you're already doing. So if you're already exercising three or four times a week, anchor after your exercise doing an extra 10 minutes of just some easy mobility work for a different part of your body. If you're not exercising three or four times a week and you want to um, improve posture and improve mobility, anchor it to something you're already doing each day. So, if at three o'clock you take a break from work to grab a cup of coffee or a cup of tea, while you're waiting on that tea or coffee, anchor these mobility moves and exercises to that three o'clock break. Find something consistent that you're doing each day or multiple times through the week and simply tie these 10 minute routines to um, something that you're already doing. That's the easiest way, set a reminder in your phone, Um, but honestly, if you actually want to create the habit, you need to anchor it to something. And so, that's already a habit. That's one of the the easiest and best hacks that I've um, found for myself, is um, if i want to make something a habit i just anchor it to something else i'm already doing and so that way you can start to you can begin to stack these habits in a positive and, and healthy way and so that's it that's what i've got for mobility um mobility is extremely underrated you uh if you took the time to um get serious about Im- improving your flexibility and mobility um you know i tell people uh, there'd be a lot of people there'd be a lot less people coming into my office if they got serious about doing these sorts of things because you're going to prevent injuries from happening in the first place you're going to begin to be able to reverse a lot of this it's going to make my job a lot easier as a chiropractor because now you're coming in and and we're able to actually just work on the joint mobilization side of this as opposed to figuring out all these other muscle imbalances and helping you with that as well. So, which I'm happy to do. However, um, you're going to be taking, taking your health uh, a lot more into your own hands if you're more proactive in what you're doing here. So, as a recap, number one, find out where you're starting at. Videotape yourself doing a couple of these exercises so you can see what you're doing well, what you're not doing well. Reach out if you have questions in analyzing that for yourself. Number two, find what neutral is. Um, be on the lookout for the videos that I'll be having coming out in the next week or two. Number three is focus on deep abdominal breathing and breath work in general. And number four is develop a plan to address your whole body in a mobility-wise, you know, mobility-wise and improving that. As always, I'm so happy. Uh, Glad that you joined me today. If you have any questions about anything we've gone over, don't hesitate to reach out. Otherwise, we will see you next time.